Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello, and welcome to Syndicates, where we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. I am your host, Armand Haddad, and welcome to episode 7. This season, we are exploring the hidden gems of films or films you probably passed over watching. Joining me in the studio today is Simone. Simone, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Currently, Simone is a videographer for a tech company here in the Chicago area. Or you probably know Simone from his voiceover work from Mobile Suit Gundam and Hot Tub Time Machine. But most likely, you know him from 2343. Yeah, it's a small podcast, but you know, if, if you want to look it up later, it's just interviews. It's just, um, I just recently added the subtitle, No Bullshit Interviews. So just look it up. Just look <laughs> at the 343 No Bullshit Interviews. I, I ran out of bullshit. <laughs> you know, at least they're being transparent about it. Yeah, I mean, I still have some bullshit, but you know, I try to keep that mostly to myself. <laughs> it's, uh, I think we all have a little bit of bullshit inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hold dearly on to it. So today we are going to dive deep and discuss the moralities in the business broadcasting and news agency world for today's episode. Recommendation is Network. So Simone, what did you think of Network? What What were your initial thoughts? Ah, it was it was such a great movie. It's one of those movies that I meant to watch for over a decade, and uh, that happened just a few months ago. But, you know, I used to live in another country when I wanted to watch it. And I thought it was really looking at the future in a way that maybe wasn't understand at the time. I don't know. I wasn't around. But Mm -hmm. it did have a very clear vision of what merging entertainment and news and politics then would eventually become. And and I thought it was very insightful and, um, and and incredibly, incredibly contemporary and tied to the present, even though it's a movie from 1976, right? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, mid seventies. And I would say a lot of the things that they talk about in the movie, like really hit the hallmarks of like our today's world with like media. Mm -hmm. How did you first hear about network? Through a friend of mine, we used to watch movies together in high school and then when we were in college in Italy. The Italian title of that is actually Quinto Potere, which means the fifth estate, the fifth power. Oh, wow. And it's a direct homage to Citizen Kane because the Italian title of that is fourth estate, fourth power. Wow. Where does this come from? The separation of powers is pretty common as an idea, you know, the base of the democracy. Mm -hmm. So the fourth estate is press and media because it can influence politics almost as much as the legislative power, the executive power, the judicial power, but in a more informal way. So Citizen Kane referred to the press and how that influences through business yeah. the process of social life. And the fifth estate was the title that they choose, Quinto Potere, the fifth power for, for network. So I heard it the first time as with that title. And I had no clue that it was just called Network, which I think it, it's great. Man, that's incredible. I mean, it's so true. The press and the media have so much power and so much influence over the common people that it can be seen as like the fourth and fifth branch of like governments and power, even though it's separated from the governments. But uh, before we really get into today's discussion, the thing we like to do at Syndicate is called the Elevator Pitch. So, Simone, you have 60 seconds to give the entire plot of the movie without major spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready, Simone? I am very ready. Okay. We will start in three, two, one, go. All right. There is this deranged uh, news broadcaster, uh, Howard Beale. He's an anchorman. And someday he just implodes live on air. And <laughs> it starts to be really angry. <laughs> And uh, the world as it is, and that starts a whole process of uncovering how news and politics and entertainment are all tied together. So we see these men imploding, and we see the powers that like pressure him to to keep going, and at the same time not giving up. But will he give up? I don't know. Maybe he will give up. Maybe not. He, he starts one thing that he does is he goes at the window and he tells everybody watching that they should go at the window and start to yell, I am mad as hell and I'm not <laughs> going to take this anymore. And that is the most iconic catchphrase. But there is even an even more iconic monologue. Watch the movie. Damn, with even three seconds to spare. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Just make no, that really like envelops the entire premise of the movie is like, you have this anchor man that's completely disenchanted with his job and becomes so deranged because of certain aspects of his life falling apart and he just implodes on air and that's pretty much the driving force of the film and where the film takes you. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, which part did you like of the movie? Pretty much what I enjoyed from Network was stuff I heard about the film before because mm. my first interaction with Network was mid-2000s when this documentary came out called Zeitgeist mm -hmm. and they used Howard Beale's monologues which is a mad as hell like everything that you perceive the world to be like it's false and we should be angry but we're not being angry and you know growing up I always I didn't really associate it from network until years later I realized oh there's a movie but I never got around to see it until recently and it's definitely one of those movies where I'm like I wish I saw this sooner yeah it 
lingers with you in a good way. It makes you think. Mm -hmm. Watching this movie, and one can fall into the oh, the invisible hand of the powers. Like you know, it's it's easy to do watching this movie. You're just thinking like, oh, that's how it works. And <laughs> I don't think no, I I do because you know that is the temptation. Mm -hmm. I think it gives you a perspective and it gives you an idea of some concepts, but it still stays like the universe of the movie. And before we really get into the crux of the movie, it stars a character called Howard Beale, which is played by Peter Finch. Like he really is the heart of the movie, but uh, there are other plot lines going on which interweave with Howard Beale's rise the power and rise the fame. Mm -hmm. And the movie kicks off just as your uh, elevator pitch portrays it. Howard Beale's slow descent into madness, like the first seed. So Howard Beale has a tough personal life. He like loses his wife. Mm -hmm. His whole life is falling apart around him. And his show, his news anchor show, is ending. So to announce that he's leaving the show, he... I don't even know if it's tongue-in-cheek, but he's like, so, you know, my last show is going to be next week, and uh, I'm going to blow my brains out on live TV. It says it as straight as he could be. <laughs> and, like, the news anchor people are like, wait a minute, what did he just say? <laughs> did he just say he's going to, like, kill himself on live TV? So, like, starting from there, like, the views, like, skyrocket for anything to do with Howard Beale, which then leads to not his retirement, but him having his own dedicated show, The Howard Beale Show. And this businesswoman, Diana, really takes advantage of like people's anger and like people's interest in this guy who becomes kind of like a caricature, like the Colbert Report. But yeah, in the in the network, like as Howard Beale is making a speech about his first speech mm -hmm. about like how life is bullshit, mm -hmm. and in the background, the the production team's completely going crazy. There are phones ringing off the hook. Hey, phones ringing off. Do you know what is one part that I love that made me laugh so hard? I remember what it's like when the phones are ringing off because the guy is like the night after the anchorman Howard Beale is back on the show, and he goes like, "Hey, everybody." Here's an announcement. I really, really was insane a few nights ago. But, you know, I, I apologize because I committed an act of madness. But what really happened is I... I ran out of bullshit. <laughs> just, I was just like, it's like, I am sorry. I just, you know, I was lying with me. Mm -hmm. I just, I didn't have any more bullshit. <laughs> and, and phones start to ring again. Yep. And and the CEOs are like, oh, this is it. And there is always one good producer that goes like, well, he's saying that life is bullshit and it's the truth. So what are you screaming about? Bang. And, yes. and, <laughs> and bangs the phone on the receiver. <laughs> it's just like... And a 70s secretary who is very minute and cute, she goes like, Mr. Something Something is trying to get a hold of you. And you're like, I will not take this call. Truth is happening and history is happening. <laughs> so, sorry, this is my, you know. No, that was the point I was going to make because, like, that line is, like, so perfect. Yeah. If our Beale's character was in the 2010s or 2020s, he would have not been, like, live on TV show. He would have gone viral. It <laughs> would have been a clip. No, that's true. Yeah. Like that thing was like, hey, seeing Howard Beale like basically like at <laughs> <laughs> live. It gets easier if you stop. Like, doesn't it get easier when you drop the bullshit? 
I feel like it gets so much as easier. He gets, it gets so much easier. It's like you see what life actually is, like through the, the lenses of all these like BS. It's like, okay. It's like, what are we doing? What, yeah. what kind of world are we building? It's like, let's just be authentic. Do you like the bullshit? The end game question of this movie to me is just like, you know, there is a lot of bullshit going on. If you like it, that's fine. As long as you know it, keep scrolling Instagram all day. Right. And that is the truth of it. But I, do I need to constantly share how angered I am about... So just, I don't need that news most right. of the times when I scroll through. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know about it. I honestly do not want to know about many <laughs> things. I, I, feel like, I feel like sometimes the pressure of like... Re- I, I get easily into the... I will read a million articles per day, but I'm trying to make it be mostly opinions that are on a blog of people that sometimes also have a different view from mine. Yeah, it's important to see viewpoints from like... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like other... Hmm other ends of the aisle and then you could see like okay do you do that it's hard but yeah i try to do it it's like okay <laughs> how do you, how do you force yourself it's it's hard because it's so time consuming because like okay it's uh-huh. like okay you have your for example in america we have the left and the right and independent but no one mm. wants to talk about them so you have like the left-leaning media companies then you have the right-leaning media companies so you have to listen to both those companies what they're saying and then you have to decipher okay what's the through line what's the median like what are the overlapping features and that that's the truth can you usually i find it incredibly hard because there is like so many layers oh, yeah. <laughs> that i just go like i don't yeah you have to get through like their biases <laughs> and then what what agenda they're trying to push and it's like uh, just stop following. It's very rare that I that I read an article that I, usually like. I go like, let's be honest. I try to limit the amount. I don't. I not just like. I will never open Fox and New York Times. I, I will. I will. I try to go like. Uh, maybe I had enough for today. <laughs> it's just like I have so much pressure. Yeah, <laughs> it's tiring. As it happens in network to create a case of selling anger because yeah. then you're angry and you're engaged and then eventually you know depending on what you're reading if you ask yourself like why i might be presented with this material because you know at the end of the day partners and sponsors are paying the 
for the clicks oh, yeah. and views. And given the context of network, um, this movie was released in 1976, so it was filmed in 1975, and a lot of people were very, very angry over the mm. U.S. involvement in uh, the Vietnam War, a war that the Americans at the time believed we had no business being there, so that caused a lot of protests and probably kicked off one of the first anti-establishment movements because, like, prior to that, like, people had a very positive view of the government. And then fast forward to today, like, with uh, social media, with the Iraq war and Afghanistan, like, people use that platform to express their hatred. So that's why I think Network resonated so well during that time is because it's kind of like the mirror of like the original context of when it was created it's like yeah people were very angry and people didn't really know what to do or to channel that energy people watching it today it's like oh i understand that anger now yeah anger as value in that movie yeah it's a currency yeah let's put it like this a person that has much more authority that i might have it's one of their favorite movies i discovered uh, Stephen Colbert. This is the favorite movie of Stephen Colbert. And when he was still doing the Colbert Report, he, he had an interview with The Atlantic where he explained how Howard Beale, the anchorman in the movie, is the very first man showing you that there is people that want you to know how you should think about things, like what you should think about something. And that is Colbert's point of view. And I think that is very true about the movie. It shows you how you are usually invited to hate something, to be angry at something, to be happy about something, to be totally entertained by something. So that is that is something that is, is very present in in what you do and you know when i used to make political commentary and, and satire back in italy um, i often found myself between those first viral videos when youtube was barely a thing and facebook was just existed for like two or three years you you quickly start to give somebody not what they need but what they want because if you give people what they want, that will generate views, engagements, mm -hmm. and clicks. And ultimately, that's a big goal of, of any media. Uh, because that, that's how it works. And it's no exception. This is present in Network in 1976. So much that Howard Beale's, this angry man, is angry and gets mad on TV. And people get scared and excited about it. And network executives at first are scared because what is going to happen to, to the investors? What is going to happen to our partners? What are they going to think? How are people going to react? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to hate us not watch it? The opposite happens. The opposite happens because anger and fear and honesty to some extent, because there is a very good intention, I think, from the character of Howard Beale, that gets engagement, that gets views, and the same mechanism is true in contemporary media. So it was true, I think, for not just me, but whoever is in the business of doing that, including, you know, late night shows that, as we said, this is the favorite movie of Stephen Colbert, but originally he portrayed in the Colbert Report a parody of a news anchorman. I can see how this was his favorite movie, because Colbert used to never break out of character, always be in this character of a parody of an anchorman 
but you slowly turn into something that is not a parody of it or trying to to denounce to let people know of what is happening you you turn into a tool because this mechanism incorporates anger incorporates fear in the movie in the metaphor of the movie and it, it just becomes another gear of the network system eventually you know the executives embrace and and some characters don't understand they embrace this craziness of the man who yells and 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 threatens on tv and they invest him with the power of being the mad prophet of tv because he tells the truth but the truth is more in the manner of saying things than in the content of what is needed to say and it's it's an actual truth so yes i think that from any source that you have in front of you, this is the message of the movie, ask yourself what the reasons are of what you are consuming. Reading or watching, just why, you know, that that is a way to generate a little shield for yourself. Just ask yourself, why am I being presented with this, especially on social media? Do you, do you think that social media is part of this fourth and fifth estate, like we said? Absolutely. Mm. It's a byproduct of like the evolution of how we receive and transmit news and stories. Like Because in the 70s, where network takes place, the television was like pretty much at its peak. Mm. So everyone was glued to the news broadcast at like 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock. So everyone was like glued to the TV. Now everyone's glued to their cell phone. And where do people get their news? Not from like ABC or NBC, but more so the articles or stuff they see on social media that's being tweeted out or being shared on platforms like Facebook. So totally like people are consumed by the desire to like see what's going on in the world through social media and it's filtered through the lens of like i would say biases or confirmation biases like Mm -hmm. stuff they want to see like pretty much they're not getting the news objectively they're getting it through the filters of like whether it's entertainments or partisanship i would say so they're getting what they want but not what they need okay yeah like okay so howard beale people Mm -hmm. gravitate towards him he articulated what the American people were feeling. Yeah, that's a very good point. He denounced the hypocrisy yeah. of their time. That is a very common technique for Howard Beale. Howard Beale becomes also part of that system. You got a really good point. The person who denounces what is happening then becomes a prophet, a mad prophet of the thing that is happening itself. Why? Because there is an error correction mechanism saying the thing how it is or how he perceives it because honestly there is no truth at least for me i don't see that what howard beale says as the truth so but saying something that is non-conventional eventually gets absorbed and corrected to be uniform with with the same mechanism that generated it there is a monologue by the CEO of the CEOs of the end of the world CEO. Basically, <laughs> the, the anchorman pisses off these guys so much. And, you know, they go like, all right, but you you know what? You have a good audience. So here is a show. Just be mad every night at 8 p.m. And, and bring us sponsors and partners, which he does. Mm-hmm. 
But there he he commits a false step. <laughs> he just takes a false uh, a bad step and and unveils uh, a deal, a business deal that is happening between the network owners and certain investors. And that's that's when that's when he tried to challenge the gods. <laughs> it's just yes. like Yeah, that's you know, that's that's another part that in that universe, when you reach the monologue, it's a very powerful monologue by the CEO of the CEOs, which is called Jensen. That is one of the parts that you look at and go like, oh, wow, that's very true. <laughs> so like, uh, I get, oh, yeah, I see it. But it still stays in the metaphors of the universe. And it becomes very, very powerful. The guy goes like, there are no peoples, there are no nations, there are just corporations. That is the point. And the framing is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, visually, the framing is like the CEO is like positioned to be like above um, Howard Beale. So it's kind of like and that camera angle is from the bottom going up, mm -hmm. which implies that he is the dominating force in that relationship, that exchange. Yeah, he's God. Like Howard Beale sees himself as a God. But once he meets the CEO, he's like, oh, I am a god but not the god he's like a lesser god and like the greater god can like smack him down whenever he wants because he's the ceo he can like take a show off the air whenever he wants yeah and howard beale definitely like sees his place i think he feels insignificant not just like a god i think he feels like he goes like oh i not you know it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> Even in the framing, like this guy is standing in between at the end of a desk, in between a row of of nineteen uh, twenties Art Deco green lamps, the ones that you always see in Hollywood movies. In every Hollywood movie, there is those green lamps on a table, but yep. there is a row of those. And on the opposite side, there is Howard Beale sitting, almost like head between his shoulders in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's just open mouth and just waiting. <laughs> and Jensen goes, this moment, like, there is no nations. There is no peoples. There is no. And it, it calms down suddenly and goes like, am I getting through you, Mr. Beale? And then resumes this anger of <laughs> the wrath of the God, this thing. So it's easy to see this in, as an explanation of how everything works. I think it's just a version a satire that shows you how you know there are dynamics they're not always immediately clear but there mm -hmm. is no secret you go like now i have a different view i think these mechanisms are always there to be seen there is nothing secret there is nothing unseen it just takes a somewhat critical spirit to to stare long enough to see them. So I think that is also what drives Beale uh, towards real desperation, you know? Because he then sees that uh, whatever he thought he was the truth was nothing else but another part of the mechanism. And in this way, you have you can also picture yourself the very famous like Charlie Chaplin image of mm -hmm. the man ending up in the middle of the gears in the same way. And this is also a theme that is taken by countless other shows, right? There is the original series of Black Mirror, mm -hmm. season one, 2013, was still a Channel 4 show in, in mm -hmm. England. So when it wasn't a Netflix thing that just goes like, we ain't leaving the simulation. <laughs> oh, no. That is <laughs> Black Mirror, last three seasons. Eh, simulation. Oh, no. So before that, 
There is an episode with a guy who lives in this future society where they bike every day to produce energy. And then they go back to their room slash pod where they sleep, which is just made of screens, which are advertisement. And they get credits. The more the bike, the more credits they have to buy things, even including removing advertisement from their own living mm. pod. So this guy at some point is just like, ah, I hate all of this. There is a way to get out of this. And it's a reality TV show. If I win that, I am free. Not just that, he gets there and he pulls a Howard Bill <laughs> there. And he goes like, hey, judges, here is the truth. And you can't stop me because I have this thing. The brilliance from that moment when the guy on stage takes up the stage to tell the truth to the masses is that a judge of this reality show just starts to go like, clap and go like fantastic performance <laughs> like fantastic performance i'm offering you a show on my channel <laughs> and and he goes like well i can become a celebrity and get out of the pot and get a show so he just every day does the same monologue over and over that's also i think very close to network mm -hmm. where he becomes uh, you know the corrective part of of what happens and you know so is the movie itself The movie itself, we're talking about it right now, but what it is, if not another way for us to observe the reality of the things. Yeah. The movie itself is a critique, but it is, at the end of the day, just the same mechanism. It really is. And that also reminds me of a very small but hilarious subplot, hmm. which is Diana, before she discovered Howard Beale, she was trying to push the envelope yes. with TV. She wanted to get like a syndicated yes. TV show similar to like FBI or MASH or whatever. But it was centered around the communist or this specific <laughs> liberation front. So they would like rob a bank or commit some crime, but they would videotape it. And she was like, mm -hmm. at the start of every show, we're going to show the real footage and then like do like a dramatization, like a, like a narrative version. And so the point of that subplot is like, she's trying to like, get like this real revolutionary outfit mm -hmm. to be like board members or like this consulting group for this TV show. And it's funny because like every time you see them, they're like, oh, we're going to take it to the man, like defeat the capitalist machine. But we also want network rights and we, we can't have people <laughs> infringe upon our, our TV show. And I, I need a bigger share of the profit. It's like, oh boy. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, they become the thing that they're fighting against. Yeah. They have good intentions in the beginning and then they become the very evil that they're fighting against. Because even when you try to drop the bullshit. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's still more bullshit. <laughs> it's gonna come out. It's true. It's so true. Uh, overall, it's a really nice movie. It's one of those that help you have a little bit of critical thinking, and uh, it's really enjoyable and well done. Yeah. And before we sign off, we'd like to do one reason why. So what is one reason why you would recommend this movie for somebody to watch? If you are interested in bullshit and <laughs> dropping it and seeing how it is constant throughout four or five decades, just watch it. If you're interested in <laughs> If you're interested in, in seeing how four decades ago there was as much as we have now, <laughs> watch Network. Right. Same BS, different time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different characters, same bullshit. <laughs> time does not change. We deal with the same crap all the time. <laughs> and the reason for me, I would say, is it makes you look at life differently. And it opens your eyes to like things that you wouldn't notice it kind of like makes you see the world differently in whatever way that is. But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about Network by Sydney Lumiere. Please check it out where it is available. And I'd like to take a moment to thank my guest Simone for coming on the show. My pleasure. You can find Simone on his podcast, 2343, at 2343.org. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please add us at Syndicate on your favorite social media platform. That's C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E, Syndicate. And if you have any questions about the program or even the media that we recommend, please reach out at info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. And until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Bye. Ciao.